Thanks for tuning in to Freedom House Podcast. We're always encouraged to know God is working through this church as we change our world one life at a time. We'd love to stay connected with you by following us on social media at Freedom House OC, as well as our YouTube channel. Let's listen in on today's message. <laughs> Come on over. We're playing a, you know, I don't know, move it, move around, move it around chairs. You ready for night? I'm so excited. Really? I'm ready. Yes. What are we talking about? Ephesians That's right, tonight? the book of Ephesians. <laughs> I just want to check, see if you're ready. <laughs> she is ready. Are you ready? I'm ready to go. Ready. Let's go. Hey, so tonight, get your Bible out, get your coffee if you want, get everybody around the TV, your cell phone, your laptop, uh, wherever it is you're watching this from, Notebooks and we ready. are going to jump into the book of Ephesians. Behind me, they're going to be setting up our chairs and our table here so we can sit down and have a Bible study. I've been having a great time on Wednesday having these Bible studies. I love it. You know, it's just so good to get into really God's Word. And, uh, you know, God, when we, when we started this whole uh, Safer at Home, I really just felt it would be neat to sit down and have a Bible study, get into God's Word together, verse by verse. And so Ephesians is a book about spiritual warfare, also a book about who we are in Christ. And so it's been really, I hope you had a great time. I've had a great time. And uh, tonight we're going to dive back into the book of Ephesians. But I, I forgot to introduce ourselves. You're joining us for the first time, and uh, we love first-time guests. And so maybe you stumbled upon uh, this link on Facebook, somebody shared it, or on YouTube, and you're wondering, what am I watching? Welcome to Freedom House Church. This is our online church. My name, or you, maybe you're invited here by a friend. My name is Josiah Silva. This is my wife, Marie Silva. We're the lead pastors of Freedom House Church, and we're so glad to have you with us tonight. And here's what I want you to do, because uh, we're big on family, okay? We are, God, we are God's fam. That's what we call Freedom House. Welcome home. So what I want you to do is I want you to write the words first time in the comments section if it's your first time watching. And uh, you're going to see all of our church family is going to start welcoming you and loving on you. We're not going to bug you or spam you. We just want to welcome you. So just write the words first time and uh, want to welcome you to our church family. And uh, thanks for watching with us. And you can, don't forget to like our page, subscribe to it. And you can stay connected with us on YouTube and Facebook so that we can bring to you the good news of Jesus Christ. Amen. And then last thing I'm going to say before we jump in is press the share button. If you're watching this on YouTube, click that little share button and invite your friends to church tonight. Come on, just press it. Be a social media evangelist and let God use your Facebook wall. Come on now. And so click that. You share all kinds of other crazy articles. No, I'm joking. <laughs> click that and then let somebody, you never know, someone might give their life to God. And if you're watching on YouTube, just grab the link and uh, text a friend. Say, hey, let's have a Bible study tonight. And uh, one invitation can lead somebody uh, right. to Jesus that's Christ. Right. Someone's so, life might, might not depend mm-hmm. on it, but their eternity might. Ooh, that's a good word. We're already into it. Come on now. And so grab that there. Let's jump into this, honey. Have a seat. I'd like to welcome you to my living room, please, if you'd oh, like to have a seat. Thank you so much. <laughs> Come on now. I hope you like the decor. I uh, know. Who's ready to go back to a restaurant? Come on now. Have you gone to a restaurant yet? It's kind of like weird, huh? You're like, I'm going to go to a restaurant. Right, right. <laughs> so, okay, let's get into this Ephesians. We're going to be in Ephesians chapter number one, verse one. Just kidding. Ephesians chapter two. We've moved on from verse one. I got my TV screen over here. Who's on with me? All right, right on, right on, right on. Amen, amen. Let's uh, get this going here. And we will jump on to Ephesians chapter number two. We're going to read verses 12 uh, through verse number. Um, let's read through verse number do, 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 through verse number 13. Let's read 12 and 13, and then we'll go, we'll go on. 12 and yeah, 13. Those two verses, because we're going to break those ones down, okay. and then we'll read further uh, beyond that. So Ephesians 12, chapter 
I'm sorry, Ephesians 12. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 12 and 13. But tonight we're going to go verse 12 all the way to the end of the chapter and even dive into chapter 3, if time permits. And uh, we'll just stay on here. We have Bible study till, I don't know. Come on now. Till the clock runs out. (laughs) Okay, come on. Go for it. Let's read those two verses. Remember that at that time you were separate from Christ, excluded Mm. from citizenship in Israel, and foreigners to the covenants of the promise. Wow. Without hope and without God in the world. Notice it says, remember that we used to be without hope and without God in the world. Verse 13. But now in Christ Jesus, you who once were far away have been brought near by the blood of Christ. We've been brought near by the blood of Christ only because of Jesus shedding his blood on the cross, are we now forgiven? Are we now free? And can we now come with confidence, boldness to the throne of God that we are now part of the covenant promise and blessing of Almighty God? So I want to talk to you tonight. There really is no title for the message because it's just a Bible study. But if I was going to entitle this message, I would have titled this message, Don't Forget. Don't Don't forget. forget. Don't forget. Let's pray. Father in heaven, I thank you, Lord, for the reading of your word. It is not your word that needs prayer, for it is already anointed. It is our understanding that needs the touch of God. So, Father, give us a mind to understand, a heart to receive, God. Give us a, a, just a spirit, Lord, that comes from you. That The Bible says that the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in us. It will quicken even our mortal bodies, Lord. And so, Father, I pray tonight, quicken us, empower us, speak to us. Let your word, Father, challenge us. Even let it convict us tonight, Lord, so that we would leave your word changed and better. Speak to us as men and women who are called on purpose and for a purpose, and may we never forget who you are and what you've done. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody says amen Amen. and amen. Come on, let me get some amens in the comment, and if you're ready, I want you to say, I'm ready. Come on, write this down. I can see it on the TV right here. Let me see who's ready. Let's go. Come on now. I know Keyshawn's ready. Let's go. (laughs) I want to talk to you tonight about the book of Ephesians, particularly about, like I said, if I was going to entitle this message, it would be Don't Forget. And here's why. I find it interesting in verse 12, honey, the verses that you read as we've been on our journey through the book of Ephesians, we've been on the Bible bus in the book of Ephesians, that all through there, God has been talking about, we've mentioned this last week, our identity. And remember I told you, whenever God wants to deal with your destiny, he's always going to deal with your identity. You have to know who you are before you can step into what you're going to be or what you are and what God made you to be. If you don't know your value, then you'll always sell yourself cheap. And so God says that you're a masterpiece. Remember that? He says that you were created to do good in the hood or good works. And then we talked about how he was going to give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him. We've been talking about how you've been adopted into the family of God and we now have been engrafted into that. But then he begins verse 12, I mean, in verse 12 through chapter two, in chapter two and verse 12, Paul begins to articulate and he uses this verbiage. He says, remember, he says in verse 12, that you used to be, you know, far away Uh, He says, remember that you were separated. You used to be separated. You were excluded from the covenant. He says, you were without hope and without God's word. And you find that interesting because Paul is like, remember where you used to be. Why would Paul cause us, ask us, let me say this better. Why would Paul challenge us to remember, honey, where we used to be? It's not to depress you. But he's telling us, remember where you used to be so that you remember how good God has been. Because what happens to a lot of us is we forget where God brought us out of. We get so focused 
into what God has taken us into that sometimes we can get discouraged because we're not in our, our purpose yet or, or the fullness of our purpose or we're not in the place of what we've been praying about. We haven't seen the materialization of the miracle or the, the exact you know, uh, place that you've been praying for. And so oftentimes we lose our worship because we forget, although you may not be where you want to be, remember that you're not where you used to be, that you are no longer a person without hope. Once you were excluded, but you're not excluded, and now you're in the, the, the presence. Now you're in the family of God. Yeah. Honey, have you ever found yourself, and ask you a question here to invite you into this conversation. Have you ever found yourself in a place in your life where maybe you've forgotten? You got so caught up in where you were headed that you, that it, you almost you got discouraged because you forgot how far God's brought you. You know, I, I felt that so strong at one point. I remember I was um, feeling a little ungrateful. Uh-oh. And I remember I was going I through I forgive some... you. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, somebody. I was having it's a moment. It's not a go in there. Just, I have a moment. I, I had a moment. I was all up in my feelings. Mm -hmm. And I began to look through some old journals mm. that I used to write in. And... I began to skim through some of the pages. And I remember I was in my prayer closet and I had my journals there and some that I had from years ago. And as I was reading through them, I couldn't, I wanted, as I was reading them, I couldn't Keep believe. I'm huh? listening. Okay. Keep talking. There's just, I, I need to scroll down because I want to see what people are saying. I couldn't uh -huh. believe the person I was that was writing that at the time. So good. I almost wanted to pray for her, counsel her, yeah. tell her everything's going to be all right. Come on now. Tell her she's going to get through this season. Tell her that God loves her, has still called her, anointed her, chosen her. I began to read it and realize that, oh my goodness, she was really insecure when wow. she was writing this and pouring her heart out to the Lord. And, you know, I had that moment where I said I was, I was a little all up in my feelings, but I began to, gr gratitude began to rise up in me. I'm like, my goodness, I may not be where I want to be, but I'm definitely not where I used to be. And that gives you a reason to worship. Absolutely. So if right now you're like, man, I got furloughed, I got laid off, I, I haven't been able to, maybe you're unable to make the payments, maybe you feel like you're falling behind your dreams, maybe you're, you feel like your life got put on pause, you may not be where you want to be, but Brother Paul, the Apostle Paul would say to you tonight, but remember where you used to be and where God brought you out of. And if you ain't got nothing to praise God for your future, at least praise God for your past, that you're not as messed up as you used to be, as Come insecure on. as you used to be. As, right. you know, as not, at least you're not over there. At least you're not with him no more. I, that was for somebody. Oh, I that, felt the Holy Ghost on that one. Uh -oh. Now God. He's not with him anymore. Uh -huh, or uh -huh. her. Praise God. <laughs> or so, her. Say, thank I even God here. I'm not in that no more. Thank God that now I can praise him for what he's brought me out of. Now, I call this the gap. And um, my wife and I came up to this, we came up with this together. We were working on this. And uh, he, I want you to write this down. Write the word gap. Because there's always a gap in your life. There's the gap from where you used to be and a gap from where you're going to be. And that gap often will discourage you because I have dreams, aspirations, I have goals, I'm very driven, I have a lot of things that I, I wanted to accomplish this year. The real talk, I feel like I put on pause, COVID, like pause, stop, ain't happening, right? I mean, right before we went into this whole COVID thing, we were believing God for a new facility, right? We're, right. For all this stuff, we were, we're like, let's go. And it's like, pause, you know, which, okay, Lord, go for it. And, uh, and so when it pause, there's this gap. And if I'm not careful, I'll allow the gap to discourage me when the gap should give me a reason to praise God for. Remember, there'll always be a gap in your life. 
a gap from where you were and a gap from who you're becoming. And, but I want you to write these words for gap. G stands for growing, A stands for and, and P stands for prospering. You're growing and prospering. Growing and prospering. Right. Growing and prospering. Praise God for the gap because I'm growing and prospering. I'm growing and prospering. It sounds like a song. I might make it up. Someone say growing and prospering. I'm growing. So I'm not going to let the gap discourage me from my marriage. I'm not going to let the gap discourage me from my manhood. I'm not going to let the gap discourage me from the man God is producing me to become. I'm not going to let the gap discourage me to the pastor I'm becoming, to the preacher I'm becoming, to the business goals I'm becoming, to the financial goals I'm become. I'm not going to let the gap discourage me, but instead I'm going to let the gap encourage me that to have something to pray for, that God is Good. growing and prospering me. I'm going to go from glory to glory. I go from strength to strength. I go from, from gooder to even gooder. I made that part up. That's not in the Bible. That's JIV, Josiah National JIV. Version. <laughs> Come on, sorry. But I just want to encourage some people, yeah. you know, I don't always want you to feel that you're living uh, only in the gap and never accomplishing anything. In the gap, you can be great. In the gap, you can accomplish greater things. Yeah. In the gap, you can find things about yourself. You can find things in the Lord, the mysteries of the Lord. You can uh, pursue great things within that gap. We're not always reaching for something that is far off and unreachable. We are going from glory yeah. to glory, as my husband said. Now, when you need to watch it is when you go from glory to unglory. Mm. When you take a step back, thank you, Lord. Instead of taking a step forward, you want to mm. be growing and prospering, prospering, not going backwards. Amen. You to want that. to keep going forward, but in the gap, in that place, I believe that's where the Lord loves that niche right there because you know that you're going somewhere great, but you know that you need God. You need God more than ever to get there. And I think those are the most growing times of our yeah. lives when we realize our humanity, but we're also sober-minded about our authority in Christ. Yeah. And those two come together and something supernatural happens and God does something with our humanity and our humility and takes us to a greater glory only in Him. Yeah. So the gap is a good place to be. Totally. And you know, <laughs> as I think about that, I think how, you know, there's so much more to be done, mm. you know, but there's so much more God has already done, Amen. you know, and Amen. we need to look back and thank God, remember how it used to be, you know, and, and don't lose your peace because again, back to don't forget, if we forget where God brought us out of, we often lose our peace. We lose, you know, because the Bible says, you know, we used to be without hope and without God in this world. And to me, that's the scariest place to be is to be without God. You know, to not have God in my life, that, that, that's Ichabod. Yeah, the glory has departed. That's the scariest place in life. I never want to be at a place in my life where, where I'm not with God in my life. That to me, that's, 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 the enemy will take me out. And so when I think about, well, thank you, Lord, then I don't want to lose my peace because thank you, Lord, where you brought me from. Thank you that you've kept me. Thank you, Lord, that, that I got all my needs. I may not have what I want. But thank God that I got what I need, right? And uh, we don't get discouraged because that's the worst thing you could do is lose your worship, lose your peace, you know, to, to lose your, 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 your mindset, to lose your, just your focus, to be overwhelmed. That's not from the Lord. The Bible says, cast all your cares to the Lord for he cares for you. And so remember where he bought you. And I'm also going to say this. I'm just going to throw us. I'm kind of taking a little sidestep here. But also I'm going to tell to some people that are prospering now, remember how God has prospered you. Like, don't forget where God brought you out of, you know, because I've seen a lot of people, they forget about God once they start succeeding. So God cleans them up, 
God gets them off drugs, gets them off a stronghold, um, gets you, gets you off, you're not stuck on stupid no more, and you start getting focused, and all of a sudden you get a little bit of success, and you get intoxicated with your success that you forget the God who brought you into success. Can I get a good amen? amen. And so remember that he brought you out of that old lifestyle. Don't think you're too good for God now. You're too busy for God now. You can't even get into your word no more. You don't pray like you used to pray. You used to pray real hard when you were, when, when you were messed up. And now all of a sudden you got a little, now you got a, little, now you got a business card. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> now you know, and now all of a sudden you forget. So remember, and we have a responsibility to also help those that are in the place we used to be, right. you know? And um, I haven't really shared this, but a lot of the reason why I love being an outreach church is because I, my mom and I, I was the person in the car line where my mom used to get food boxes from the from government programs. Right. And I was the young boy who would be in the back seat, honey, and see my mom get food boxes, you know, evaporated milk. Y'all know nothing about evaporated milk. You know, you got to add water and then we get cereal. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, we were raised on, on food boxes and, and um, I, that was me. And so wow. I never want to forget... Wow where I came from, so now I want to make sure that I'm helping people that were in my position, you know, 30, 40 years ago, and, um, and so I just want to say, have you forgotten where God brought you out of, you know, uh, have, you, have you not gone back to help people that are now dealing with the same thing you're dealing, maybe you're, I know you're facing new giants that you haven't taken down, but there's some giants that you have taken down that you can help somebody else defeat those giants they're fighting. And um, God can use your life in this moment. Paul says, remember. So Someone shout, remember. remember. Tag somebody and tell them, say, you better remember. Come on, somebody, where God brought you out. So he says, remember that we were foreigners. Now let's break this part down. I'm gonna get a little theological with me here. So here's my Bible college coming out. I love to preach, but I also love to teach the word. He says, remember that you were excluded from the citizenship in Israel and you were foreigners to the covenant of the promise. What, what Paul was writing about there is there were two people groups that he's speaking to in Ephesus, which Ephesus, Ephesians, is a, was actually a region. It would be like, like the Fullertonians or the Costamacians or, you know what I'm saying? So the Ephesians, it was a city. You like that one? Yeah, it was a, a city. You like that one? That's good. Cool. You know, the, Whittier, the Whittierites. Come on, somebody. You know, Whittierites. You know, wherever you're from. So it was actually a region. And so Ephesus was, there was two people groups. There were the, the Jews, which were also known as Israel. And they were the Gentiles, which were anybody who wasn't Jewish. Now, the, the, the battle that took place was that the Israelites essentially were telling the Gentiles who weren't of Jewish descent that they were not part of the blessing or the covenant promise of Abraham that God made to Abraham in Genesis chapter number 12. And so the, the Israelites would make the Gentiles feel lesser than Paul was writing that because of what Jesus did, he engrafted us into the same blessing of Israel, the promise of Israel. Now, what is the promise of Israel? Write this down. You're taking notes. We're having Bible study, so we're getting down to business here. Genesis chapter 12. There are the five promises that God made to Abraham. It is known, write this down, as the Abrahamic covenant. Abrahamic covenant. There is the Abrahamic covenant, the Mosaic covenant, the Deviatic covenant. We ain't talking about those two. We're going to talk about the Abrahamic covenant. But the Abrahamic covenant is the most foundational covenant that's weaved through Scripture because there's the promise that God made to Abraham. You know that song? Father Abraham had many sons. Had many sons. Had many sons. Had fun. One time about Abraham Lincoln. Okay, that's why Abraham in the Bible. Okay, I'm saying that because that's what I thought until I got saved. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Then I got saved. Yeah, I did. I told you. I, like, I didn't know that. Then I got saved. I'm like, oh, that's not about Abraham in the Bible, y'all. 
all this for the Bible, you know? <laughs> you learn something you. all the time, God right? So, so Abraham, the Abrahamic covenant is found in Genesis chapter number 12, and there are five promises that God gives to Abraham that is weaved all throughout Scripture that essentially Jesus ends up coming through the lineage of Abraham. Now, the five promises of Abraham, um, here they are. I got them right here for you, so write these down. The five promises of Abraham, number one, okay, write this down. God told Abraham, which is for us too, he says, I will make you into a great nation. In other words, I'm going to make you into a great nation. That means a, a strong people group. It's going to be a massive people group. He says, number two, write this down. God told Abraham, I will bless you. I will bless you. They're the five I wills that God told Abraham. And you, gotta, you, have to, you have to pray this over your life, over your family, over your mind, your children. God told Abraham, I will bless you. In my home, well, I, I don't want to get there yet. Okay, I will bless you. Number three, God tells Abraham, I will make your name great. And uh, when he said that, essentially he wasn't talking about Abraham's name great. He was talking about the name of Jesus that would come through Abraham and it would be a strong name that people would look. He says, I will, I will make you a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name great. Then God says this, number four. He says, I will bless those who bless you. Yep. So he tells Abraham, whoever blesses you, I'm going to bless them because there's such a favor on your life that whoever adds to, you, to my favor on your life, they're going to get automatic favor. I call that the splash effect. Oh, so like, and I know that. I have it on my life where, where the truth is when people like, well, I got to be careful, but, but you know, because I don't want to come off, you know, presumptuous here, but I know there's a favor on my life. And, and, and when they bless the house, when they bless me, you're going to get blessed. Why? Because God said, Goodness whoever blessed me, going to get blessed. Follow you. Yeah. Yes. Number five, he says this, and this is the good one. Number five, God says, and I will curse those who curse you. In other words, God says, I got your back. You are my, you belong to me, you carry my name, and I got your back. Those are the five I wills from God that he made to Abraham that we are now engrafted into that. Now, let me connect the dots here. The Israelites or the Jewish, the religious folks of this time were trying to tell the Gentiles, which was anybody who wasn't born of Jewish descent, that you couldn't, you couldn't participate in those five promises. So they would kind of, you know, push them to the side. Well, Paul was saying that because of what Jesus did on the cross, and we are now washed by the blood of Christ. Go to verse 13, if you can, from your media team here. In Ephesians 2, 13, it says, but now in Christ, in who? In Christ, I got our, some of our staff and interns and team right here. In who? I cry. You probably heard him. Come on now. In Christ Jesus, the worship team too. Come on now. They don't just worship on stage. Listen to the word. Come on, let's go worship team. But now in Christ, you who were once far away have been brought near by what? The blood, the blood of Christ. So we may not be of Jewish descent, but we are washed with the blood of Jesus. Right. So we are all blood brothers and sisters. We're all by the blood of Jesus now have those five I wills. Mm. And so here's what I wanted to get to. In my home, we have the Silva family values and they're all based upon these five promises that Abraham told, God told Abraham that I, I claim them for myself. And I tell my children, the Silvas are blessed. The Silvas, we, this is what we are. And you need to declare the five I wills in your life because of Jesus. He will make you into a great nation. He, uh, God will bless you. God will make your name great. He will bless those who bless you and he will curse those who curse you. Come I on. declare the promise of God over right my now? life right yes. now. And so come on, no COVID will overcome me, but I am gonna be blessed yes. by who Jesus is in my yes. life. Let me come on, let me get an amen, amen. in Jesus' name. Yes. So, um, Amen. Amen. We are yeah. sons and daughters of the descendants of uh, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Yeah. 
and we share in those promises. I'm a daughter of Sarah. He's a son of Abraham. Father Abraham mm -hmm. had many sons, Amen. right? Like we were saying. But we are engrafted into that, as Pastor was saying, and we get to share in those promises. And you know what you repeat to yourself over a daily basis is what you uh, eventually believe. So what are you saying to yourself on a daily basis? Are you putting yourself down? Yeah. Are you telling Great. yourself that you're not part of that lineage, that you're not engrafted in the Are you telling yourself that you're not worthy? Are you telling yourself that you're dumb or stupid or never enough or you can never do anything right? After an argument or after a, a bad decision, do you beat yourself up down, you know, and, and tell yourself that you can never get back up? Less is one who falls seven times but gets back up up. And I just want to tell you that you have the promises right. attached to you. You can call on those promises. You can, and I want to encourage yep. you, repeat those promises. Amen. And if you need to, there was a time in my life where, you know, God was helping me just get my mind together, helping me get my thoughts together, helping me understand who I was in Christ. And, you know, I had a, a cubicle back then where I sat at my desk. And you know what I did? I wrote on a post-it note some power, power scriptures. I call them power scriptures because every time I read them, it breathed life and power into me where the thoughts and the enemy would just drain me and take power from me. I had to get back to scripture. So I would write on those post-it notes and they were all around my computer, maybe I think three or four of them. And I put them right there and I would read them to myself anytime I felt discouraged. I yeah. want to ask you, what are you reading when you feel discouraged? Great. What are you writing when you feel discouraged? What are you turning on the TV to? What are you turning on your pot? Who are you listening to in those times when you feel discouraged? Mm. You've got to got to attach yourself yeah. and identify yourself with these promises. Listen, daughters of Sarah, you are a daughter of Sarah. Come on. You are a daughter of Sarah. Yeah. You can claim Ooh. these scriptures and these promises over you. We Go are ahead. part of that lineage. You got to grab a hold of it and save yeah. it over yourself mm. every single mm. day. Mm. And I just feel led right now to pray Go. for every Go. woman right Go now ahead. that has been defeating herself every single day, telling her she's not a good enough mom. She's Come not on. a good enough daughter. She's Hallelujah. not a good enough sister. She's not a good enough yeah. employee. Let's she's go. not smart enough that she's never been. I rebuke that in Jesus yeah. name. And I'm here to tell you that you are a daughter of Sarah Amen. and that you can claim these promises over yourself every day. Let me tell you this. You are more than enough. You are loved. You are approved. You are accepted and you have a God-given purpose and destiny over your life. And I want you to believe that and lift your head up high because listen, the enemy loves for you to forget and he loves to, he loves you to forget the promises of God. Yeah. He wants you to remember your past in a way that has no grace or blood over it. But my blood, ha my, my, my past has the blood of Jesus over it. So I have victory over that. Yeah. Always think of a place of victory and not defeat. You messed up? So what? You have tomorrow. As long as you have breath in your lungs, you have the ability through Christ Jesus, through his blood to make it right and to be cleansed of all of it. You are so promised good. heaven. So hold your head up high. So Love good. You. So good. You know, as you were saying that, I was thinking how by the blood of Jesus, it covers our past, but the blood of Jesus also gives you hope for your future. And in these promises, these five promises, the five I wills God said, they all have to do with what God's taking you, but it also has to do of God covering you where you've been. And, you know, I, I just want to say this because as you were saying that, you know, we beat ourselves up, we, we speak just oh, yeah. negative and all that oh, stuff. Yeah. One of the promises of the five was, I will make your name great. Now, and I want to say this to the guys. You talk to the ladies, so let me talk to the fellas real quick. Yo, fellas, what's up? Please, and so, talk to them. you know, guys, here's, here's something. This, this is important to guys, okay? Let me tell you a little secret about men. Oh, here. Okay. You got all our attention. Guys, right now. okay, men care about their name, okay? And I, come on, fellas, care about your name. God said, I'll make your name great. When you honor God, He will make you look better than you are. 
and he will make your name great to where your children will be proud to call you dad. I'm going to just let that settle for a moment. He'll make your name great to where your children will say, yes, Josiah Silva, that's my father. And it makes them stick their chest out, not their tongue out. Okay. And so men of God, if there are any other reason why, fathers, that you should live for God is to give your children a great name. A Silva, now I say this with grace and Lord Jesus, I, I want to encourage you, man, okay? But a Silva was broken. The Silva last name was that of, of divorce and addiction and hurt. And my father was a runner. My father was, was uh, an abuser. That, that was a Silva in my, my home. But because of Jesus, I pray that my children now say, no, I'm a Silva. I'm blessed. I have breakthrough. I'm a Silva. I have Jesus in my life. We prosper. We're growing and prospering. Anybody who curses us is going to be cursed. God has my back, my front, my side to side. He has my future. I feel like I'm talking to somebody right now because I, I, I have brought the blessing of God to my family name. And there's a sense of, of, uh, of ownership. And I'm not trying to say the word pride in a bad sense, but there's a sense of, of equity in that, that name. There's a sense of value that there's a, there's a legacy in that name. That, that, that now you turn the course of what he is. Because Abraham, now I'm, gonna go, now I'm getting all into it here. Get Abraham into it. Into it. came, the Bible says, from the land of Ur. Okay? And that's how a lot of times all of us men came out of it. We came out of Ur. Okay? <laughs> we came out of the land of Ur. Okay? And God took him to the place of promise. And every man needs to come out of a land of Ur and into a land of purpose. Okay? And we need to make, start living to have a destiny and a legacy for our children and have a, make a great name. And, it's, and I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a little harder on the guys, okay, okay fellas? Because, man, I got to talk to you straight. Is Yes, God was harder on Adam. He said, Adam, what did you do? This woman you gave me, come on. No, Adam, take responsibility. That's your garden. That's your home. That's your wife. That's your children. That's your future. I'm single. Start working on your home now, man of God. Okay? I caught, you know, an a remember, I you, you need to start getting an APT, a J-O-B, and a C-A-R. Come on, somebody, and start building your family. All right? Don't try to build a family before you got an APT, a C-A-R, and a J-O-B. That's a word. Can I get an amen for some ladies? All right? That's the word. So start working on your legacy and your name now so you're blessed in every area. You're blessed spiritually, you're blessed physically, you're blessed financially, and you bless your future. So anybody who comes, I tell this to my son, I tell my son, son, you know you're a man. I'm talking to the guys right now. Father Day's coming up. I guess I'm already getting fired up. Okay, is, is son, you know you're a man is when you don't have to depend on other people, but other people can depend on you. Is when you have the shoulders to carry more than just your own problems and your own self. You are still a puppy. You're still a boy until you can say, I, could, I got this bill. I, I can carry this. I can carry some people. So, fellas, we need some men. Come on, somebody that are going to say, I, in my lifetime, I will make my name great. Come on, by the blood of Jesus Christ. Can I get an amen? Come amen. on, somebody. Amen. Shout to the Lord. I feel the you Holy know, Ghost. Be, being, you I, know. You better, man, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm telling you right now, yeah. when this building opens up, 
I'm, I'm going to wear plastic gloves and a mask. I'm just going to line everybody up and shop. Come on. I don't know. I'm going to do something. You know what I mean? It'll be like, don't, I'm just going to do something because I just feel like we got to start just praying over folks. You know what I'm saying? You know, I'm sure we have a lot of single parents watching right now. And yeah. you being raised in a single parent home and, um, you know, you weren't raised yeah. in the church, so to speak. Yeah. You found God, yeah. you know, when you were in your teens. Uh, and how, how did you, I know you were able to impart that yeah. into our son and praise God for that. But it's talking about first generation. Let me interject already right there. That's what my mom did. She brought us to Jesus. Mm. So if you're a single mom with sons and daughters where the father figure is weak, lead them to the strongest man you know. His name is Jesus. Bring them to the feet of Jesus and Jesus will make their name great. And he, they will make a decision. And so don't, but see, here's the problem is you want God to come to your house. No, you got to bring them to God's house. And you got to bring them to the house of God. You got to bring them to have an encounter with Jesus Christ. You got to send them to a live camp. You got to send them to a live night. You got to get them around other godly men. You got to let them hear to what I'm talking about right now. Or, or right now, are you letting them play Fortnite in the other room when he's 15 years old when he should be sitting listening to this word? Uh, now I'm getting all up in the house, huh? Get in it. Yeah? You're in you know, it. So you're like, I don't go, know. Go, okay, well, go. let him listen to this word. And my mom got us around, you know, strong men, right? My pastor, when I was 15, 16 years old, saw his marriage, the way he loved his wife, saw the way he managed his, he, had, he bought a home. I saw the way he, you know, was, was organized and, and got around godly men, not just my tios that are faded all the time. Talk to him. Can I get an amen here? All right. I'm, I'm all in right now. I feel the power of God right now. So keep better going. Man, keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Okay. You know, instead of, instead of all up. the deals, you know what I'm saying? No. Get them to the house of God. That's what my mom did. And, uh, and you know, and then the Lord got said, so you got to make that encounter. Let God, let them have that encounter, you know, and uh, that'll start changing some things, you know, to make that happen in okay. Jesus' name. So, um, especially when they reach those teenage years. I get it. They're young, six, seven, eight years old. Okay, they're still figuring things out. But when they reach those very, for- and that, don't get me wrong, they still, those very formative years. But I'm talking about they start becoming, you know, their voice starts changing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like, okay, you better start getting them around because that, that thing's being formulated there. Judah thinks his voice okay, is Yeah, it's hilarious. Anyway, so, okay, let's move on. I felt the power of God. Well, come on, somebody. Okay. Yeah, look at the screen here. We're interacting with you all as you yeah. put your comments. Richard Martinez, Holy Ghost is up in this. Yes, it is. Come Good on word, now. Pastor. Mia, uh, yeah. pouring into my boys. Come on. I love it. That's Desiree, right. yes, Pastor Marie. Elizabeth, thank you, Pastor Marie. Come on now. They're saying amen. I see it all right here. Amen. Let's go. Belen Cano. Confirmation. I like that right there. Amen. <laughs> all right. Let's move on. I got four minutes, and I'm going to make use all ten of them. Oh all right. Goodness. So where are we at? Verse number 13. 13, 13 and 14. <laughs> Ready for 14? Yeah. Okay. For no, he, what? no, 13. No. Yeah, 14. 14. 13? Yeah, 14. Okay. What do you want me to read? 14. 14. By itself? Mm-hmm. Okay. No, 15 too. Wait, 15 too? 14. 14 and 15. Yeah. <laughs> what do you want me to read? 14. 14 and 15? Yeah, or just both. 14? You got to okay. get to 14 to get to 15. I know, but do you want me to <laughs> yeah. read 15 along yes. with 14? Yes, I want you to read okay. both. Huh? 14 and 15. Yeah. Got it. Okay. That's marriage. All, All right. right, here we go. <laughs> for he himself is our peace who has made the two groups one and has destroyed the barrier, the dividing wall of hostility, by setting aside in his flesh the law with its commands and regulations. His purpose was to create in himself one new humanity out of the two, thus making peace. So 
um, you know, I think this is so fitting where Paul is actually saying that if you go back to verse number 14, he says that he was trying to make two people groups one group and remove the hostility and divide in hostility. And I know that speaks a lot to especially what we're going through right now with all the racial tensions. And again, this is racism isn't something that is new. It's gone on since the Bible. It's, it's from the pit of hell and it's demonic. And what's going on right here is the Bible is actually saying that God was trying to um, bring, destroy the barrier and the dividing wall of hostility to make two people groups one. And so I just want to make mention that this, all that's going on right now, racism, it, it, it hurts the heart of God. Yeah. And he wants the, the church to be one. The, the, all, the church to be all, all the beautiful colors under heaven. To be people from every ethnicity worshiping. All cultures worshiping together. And we should not let our differences divide us. We should let our differences unite us. So that we can divide any wall of hostility. And all worship and serve the God that we have. And uh, so it's very powerful that it's even in the scriptures right here that we're reading. So because good. the Jews were the Jews yeah. were very hostile. Um, the Isra- Israelites to so the Pharisees. When I say Jewish people, I'm more talking about the Pharisees religious ones who were like, we're better than you. You know, you're not, uh, you're not of the promise of God, you know? And, and it's like, no, listen, we are all in this together and we all made in God's, in God's sight. Let's go on. 16. And in one body to reconcile both of them to God through the cross by which he put to death their hostility. 17, go ahead, 17, He came and preached peace to you who were far away and peace to those who were near. For through him, we both have access to the Father by one spirit. Consequently, you are no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with God's people and also members of his household, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets with Christ Jesus himself as the chief Cornerstone. Let me just interject there. Verse 19 says that we are no longer foreigners or strangers, but we're citizens and God's people and also members of his household. And this is really talking about the church. This is talking about the family of God. There are no, there are no loners or no islands in the kingdom of God. There, we are all designed to be in family. We're all designed to be in relationship. That's so important that you're a part of a church. And I say this with grace and love. You know, I pray that the Freedom House is that church for you, but if it's not, you need to find a church family that you can connect with, that you can grow with, that you can be established, you can dig your roots in, raise your family in, build your marriage in. And, and you really need to find roots and find a pastor, find a community, find a brotherhood, a sisterhood, um, because you're a part of that household. And we got to get away from from this um, you know vagabond kind of men- church mentality where we just kind of like I'm part of this I'm part of that I'm part of this I'm part of that you know that that's good that you kind of go places but you need to have a home you need to have a home church where this is where you grow and I know I'm preaching the choir many of you this is your home church man I love you guys you know to life and we're gonna do life together we're gonna we, we're gonna we're gonna grow older and wiser together and we're gonna see God move uh, Freedom House you know grace for five and ten and fifteen and twenty we're gonna go on trips together we were supposed to go to Israel we're gonna go to Israel soon everything shut down right now I mean we're, we're gonna do life we're gonna celebrate babies being born we're gonna celebrate your children getting married we're you know and so you gotta have a household you gotta view yourself as a member of that household, not just an attender of that household. Right. And, and shift your mindset from an attender mentality to a member mentality. I'm a member of this family. I'm a member of this church. I'm a contributor to building God's house at this location. I'm not just an attender who, who fills a chair or an attender who watches someone on YouTube. I'm, I mean, you can attend other places, but where, where, is your, where are you a member of? Where, where, it's like 
when you're growing up, you visit other families and other houses, but that's not your house. You gotta have your, your house your, where you say, this is where I serve, this is where I, this is where I sow, this is where I share, this is where I invite people to church. And uh, that's valuable in the kingdom of God, especially in today's generation where um, everybody want, wants to, uh, you know, just kind of, and, and I know this is the same, but it's, you know, they just church shop and hop, you know, and especially now, you know what I mean? Where you can just be like, I'm gonna go to all kinds of churches, right? But you need to have a home church and just receive this, you know, let me pastor you, I love you. But when you, when you dig your roots in deep in a place, it's gonna help your future. Now, there's nothing wrong, you know, if God calls you to move to another place, that's okay, but that shouldn't be every Sunday, okay? It really shouldn't be something that happens every week. But if you're, if you're like, man, you know, maybe you were in a season at a place, that's okay, and you felt that season has moved on and you're going somewhere new, that's fine. There's nothing bad with that, okay? You belong to God, not, not, not to an organization. But that shouldn't be something that you make every Sunday, right? Does that make sense? You know? Absolutely. And so I get it. There maybe, you, there maybe a couple, few times in your lifetime, you, you're kind of like, maybe you moved to a city, moved to a state, moved to a place, you know? But I just think it's important that we view ourselves as Paul said. He says, you're no longer strangers. And he's talking to the Gentiles, you know, to those that are, weren't of Jewish descent. He says, you're, you're, you're part of the household. You're, you're a member of this family. So don't view yourself with an intender mentality. View yourself with the member mentality that this is your house. You know, like Freedom House. And I always know when someone has an attender or member mentality in our church, because they, they might, they'll, they'll say this, they say, yeah, I really like your church. They'll tell me that. And I'm like, it's not my church, you know? But I, when they say this, I love our church. Right. I go, they got a member mentality. That's right. Where they go, it's our church. But they go, you know, that's a good church you have, okay? And that's the kind of attender, right? And yes. so, but when we say, this is my church, this is my house, you know, when you walk through the hallway at Costa Mesa, you know, even though we're, at a, we're a mobile church, soon we'll have our own building in Costa Mesa. I'm prophesying. Come on, somebody, right? Let's go Costa Mesa campus. Um, you know, you pick up the piece of trash because it's my house. It's, it's, I'm a member of this, this church. Amen, right? Um, you see somebody hurting. You're like, let me talk to them. They're, they're part of the family of God. You know, Costa Mesa or, or, or Fullerton and, um, online, you, you care for each other because we're members. Honey, you want to say something? Reminded of that scripture that those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in Great. the courts of our God. And so many of us are fooling ourselves thinking that we can flourish outside of being planted. And the more a pot gets planted, the higher the risk is that it's not going to engraft into the, mm, into the ground, into that soil. It's important that you plant yourself and let your roots expand. Let them go deep. Great. Let them grow. Let them Because you don't only grow above the dirt level. You grow below the dirt level. And that is the depth of who you are and who God wants to create in you. And I think you're explaining, and what you're saying is, it's so important that you have community. Community, it's a, connect groups. The connect groups that we have, even right. you know through Zoom, they're so important. And something that I've been yeah. having a conversation with the Lord about lately is, you know, uh, especially in our generation right now, and there's, uh, uh, there's so many voices you know, and it's important to have a voice in your life and have voices in your life. I mean, we, by the flip of our phone, we yeah. can listen to any sermon from any church, from any place throughout the entire world. And it's, it's wonderful. It's beautiful. They're great, you know. But so many voices 
But what I think we need right now, and especially in the cultural climate that we're in and what we're going through right now with uh, you know, racial reconciliation and coming out of one pandemic into another pandemic and all the emotional strains that come with that, what we're looking for, I don't think we're looking so much for voices. We have a lot of voices. I think we have a plethora of them. I think we have plenty of them. I think it's, it's, it's like a bouquet. You can pick what voice you want right now. But what we need right now and what community does is it gives you an ear. Sometimes, you know, in search for a voice, what you need is an ear. You're looking Great. for someone that you can pour your heart into and is going to listen, a trusted ear. Let me tell you, you can have a lot of voices, but how many ears do you have? Great. Not everybody so that good. speaks into your life is, has an ear into your life because you're mm. tapping in through so a virtual good. way or they're from a far off land or, or whatnot. And the word may be great, but do you have their ear? Mm. And to have their ear is to have community and to do life with them. And the scripture tells us also, uh, the Bible tells us that confess your sins one to another and be healed. It's not saying that you're looking for a voice. It's saying you need an ear great. to be healed. So in order to be healed from Very your life, good. you need an ear ear, a trusted so ear. Good. And I recommend you, you don't have too many of those. Have some that you really trust. It could be a therapist, a Christian therapist. It could be your pastor. It could be your leader. It could be your connect, someone in your connect group. It could be a best friend that's journeying in life with Christ with you. Make sure that Christ is the foundation. Yeah. Make sure that when you, when you lend your heart to someone through your voice and when it reaches their ear, that it's being filtered through a heart of, of, of biblical foundation and, and that they're going to uh, 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 pray about it, that they're going to receive it and they're not going to look at you in a condescending way or a judgmental way. But I think right now with everything going on, you need the right ear and you're not going to find that Great. on a podcast. You're not going to find that online. You're going to find that being planted in the house of God. Very you're going to find that being rooted and deep into the house of the Lord. You will flourish you will find healing. It's scriptural. You will find restoration for your life. You will get a second wind for your life, knowing that you have somebody's ear that is going to lead you and hold you and help you and take you to that next place, whether it be in front of you, whether it be holding your hand, whether it be behind you, pushing you along. You need an ear. You have a lot of voices. But in the house of God is where you're going to find that ear that you need that's going to listen to you. It's going to sit down, pray with you, believe God with you. An ear, an ear. Amen. And I pray right now that this encourage you to get planted in the house of the Lord. Get yeah. into community. Get into, yeah. quote unquote, fellowship. Yeah. Get into connect group. Yeah. So that you can develop those trusted ears in your life. Don't you agree we need more ears? We huh? need, that's so powerful. I mean, I love that. I'm just chewing on that myself, you know, because I think that's what's gotten me out of just some of the, my um, dilemmas. My, my perplexities is my trusted ears, mm. you know, trusted and uh, where I could pour out my heart. Trusted and that tribe. can only be found in community. It can only be found in family. And, um, and maybe it's hard for you to do that. I would just advise you is, um, so you got to plant yourself in a good church, you know, and I, I'm, I know I'm going to be a little biased here, but Freedom House is a great church. Not perfect. Okay. So don't misinterpret. Not perfect. Not perfect. We're being perfected. Well. Yeah, we're being perfected. <laughs> but, um, but it's important that you plant yourself. It's so important that you become a member, not just an attender, and that uh, you get in those those connect groups and and uh, you be part of what God is doing. Be a part of what God is doing. He's building His church, and uh, watch how your life changes from that. And uh, it's going to be powerful in Jesus' name. Okay, we'll end it right there. Come on, somebody, give God a clap. So good. Let's go, worship team. Let's go, team. Let's pray, honey, and let's just pray for the people of God tonight. 
So good, so good, so good. Tonight, let's pray for a few things. Number one, here's what I want to pray for. You're watching tonight, and uh, we talked about not forgetting, remembering. And uh, if that's you, and you say, you know what, Pastor, I want to remember where God brought me out of. I may not be where I want to be, but I recognize the gap. He's growing and prospering me. I want to pray for you. Maybe tonight you, you want to start declaring the five I wills God said, the Abrahamic promises that he would bless you, make your name great. Come on, men, we're going to do that. Also, ladies, make your name great and into a great nation. He'll bless those that bless you, curse those that curse you. Let's declare those promises. That's you say, Pastor, I, I want to declare that over my life. I want to pray for you too. And or maybe tonight you just want to pray for the things Pastor Marie was talking about and just really having an ear and getting into community and fellowship and just into relationship, into community. I want to pray for you. So, um, Father in heaven, I thank you, Lord, right now. Everybody who's watching, everybody who's, everybody who's logged in, everybody who's just logged into the Word, that you would begin to encourage them, speak to them prophetically, specifically. And God, I pray that you let them know that they are loved, that God, they are cared for, that you are growing them. You are, you are just shaping them, molding them, and developing them who they're called to be. They're growing and they're prospering. So Father, begin to reveal to us, Lord, who you are. Cover us with the blood of Jesus. God, thank you for engrafting us into your family. And I declare the five promises that you made to Abraham, which is to all of us, Lord, that you will make us into a great nation, a strong people. That, God, you will bless us, that you will make our name great. We'll have a legacy because of Jesus. That you'll bless those who bless us and curse those who curse us. You've got our back. Thank you, Lord, that you are with us and you're developing us. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Pastor Rico, say a prayer. Just pray for them. Lord, I just thank you that yes, right Lord. now, Lord, you're settling spirits and people that maybe feel overwhelmed during this time. Lord, you are lifting their heads because that's what you do and that's who you are. You are the lifter of our heads. So anybody who just feels discouraged, who feels afraid, who feels uncertain during these times, we can be secured and certain in you. And we thank you, Lord, that right now in every home, you are embracing every person that is linked and logged in right now. And I pray, God, that, they, that your presence just fill their room and they feel your glory, that they not feel discouraged about the past, but they encourage, Lord, to grow and to prosper in you from this day forward. In Jesus' name. Thanks for joining us today. We pray you were encouraged by this message. Show us your support by sharing your favorite podcast on social media and subscribe to our YouTube channel at Freedom House OC today. See you next week.